about how cold it is or let's talk about where snob is. I don't know. Let's talk about dead otters. Oh yeah. Yeah, that ought to be a good subject for tonight. Just so it wasn't we just open up with a light and laser show, Gary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't do that. You mean like this? Uh, you <laughs> so you throw horns and you get a laser show. That's cool. that's right. Yeah. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, foul territory is next. Foul territory is presented by Gizzard Gary Productions. It is recorded from my weekly YouTube program, which is live streamed every Friday at 9 p.m. Central. It is a firearm and two a related panel discussion where I and my panel discuss current news and events, along with audience interaction, casual conversation, and friendly banter. What will you learn today? And now, ladies and gentlemen, Foul Territory. And good evening, everybody. It is Friday, November the 3rd, and welcome to Foul Territory 239. I'm your host, Gizzard Gary, and this is my esteemed panel, which you've already saw, so no big surprise tonight. No reveal. Uh, we, we're not sneaky around here. We are fully transparent. huge steaming panel right here. Well, could say that. Could say that, too. So uh, let's see who we've got awaiting us out there in our lovely audience tonight. First one out there saying, yo, is Kingpin. Copyright strike. It is. Western Probst is out there, and he has also been a channel member for 13 months. I think that deserves fireworks, don't you? No, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You're going to be doing Ooh. this all night now. Probably. Um, <laughs> tell Snob you can do this, because then Snob will be doing oh, this stuff. Yeah, nobody tell him. Rich White <laughs> is out there and in here. Rick Harris is out there. Dale Pogue. Artek. And Daughters Woods is in the audience. And Misty, Mrs. Wayne, is out there. And going down the line, Duffer426 is in the audience. Justin Grimm says, hello, everyone. Blitz says, good evening. Good and evening. Chris from the 740 is out oh, there and again. in here. Oh, yeah, that guy. One of my one of my favorite don't, people. Yeah, don't say anything <laughs> bad about him. He's here. Uh, Rodney Peters is out there. Uh, chessboard is in the audience. Uh, they must have had some time to talk. I don't know. Very conversational. Hillbilly up is out there and in here. DJ, play nice. Rock yeah. is out there. Uh, do, 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 do. Lots of chatter, lots of chatter. Alaska One Andy is out there. Uh, well, five, ten minutes after I get done going through all this chat, we'll have all this done. If I miss anybody out there, let's see, here's a Yoldan17 from the Twitch side is out there. Hello. He actually uh, said, hello. 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 So, if I missed you out there, 
Wave your hand out there in the audience. So I'll say, hi, we have a super sticker, $1.49 from Blitz. Oh, look at this guy. Thank you very much. Suck up. Suck up. You know what happens when you give two thumbs up? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what Such gets. Fireworks. No. On every gun he reads. But if you do two thumbs down, you get rain. I hope it actually starts <laughs> raining in your apartment. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Is there one that you do that's fired that you can have fire and rain? You could be like uh, James Taylor. Fire and ice. Only if you got earth wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we lose? Anyway. Did we lose somebody? No, I don't think uh, okay. so. No. No. 21 no. people in the audience tonight. Very good, very good, very good. So, uh, let's go ahead and introduce my <laughs> steaming panel, I believe, as I heard it referred that to. That is Grudge, exactly how I referred to it. GarageGuy879 is out there, by the way. So, my first panelist to the right on my screen, my co-host is back. The great hunter has returned. He is, of course, the sunshine that brightens our day. He is the oracle of knowledge, the voice of reason, and you ought to say hi to the man of orange, obnoxious one. Killed that bitch dead, I did. <laughs> Freaking otters. And damn glad to do it, too. <laughs> yeah, I saved, I saved a single goldfish. That's, that's what I got left. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully he or she will reproduce. If it's a he by himself, there's not much chance. Well, if it's a she by herself, it's not much chance either. Well, she was with fish. Mm, not yeah. this time of year. Fluffy 10 millimeter Jeep guy is out there. What? Fluffy 10 millimeter Jeep guy. Meter the hell is even going on here? Uh He's fluffy. He likes 10 millimeters and Jeeps. And he identifies as a guy. Okay. Maybe That's, he likes to shoot Jeep with 10 millimeters. Oh, well, you could fun. do that. Anyway, thanks for being here. We'll be glad to have you back. Speaking of glad to have you back, you may remember this guy from, you know, <clears throat> this summer he was here, I believe, anyway. Uh, but he has made the trip back. Hi from the mountains of West Virginia. He is, of course, the host of the Unloaded Media Channel and Wrestling Unloaded. And I'm sure he's got a lot of things to say because he's had plenty of time to rest. Let's welcome back our own Rich White. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, some things never change, right? (laughs) (laughs) Glad to have you back, buddy. All right, let's transition down to the bottom row, and I didn't mean to say transition, you know, implying anything or anything like that. But uh, this guy just came from uh, Georgia Shooting Connection. In fact, I think they both might have. I don't know. Uh, But he is my neighbor to the east in the show-me state of Missouri. Um, and he hosts a uh, guns, beer, and therapy show, I think, on Saturday nights. 
I don't get much of a chance to watch it because I'm usually in it. But anyway, <laughs> let's welcome aboard Hillbilly Up. <laughs> hey, Gary. Thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate that. And I identify as on the top row. You know, I'm on the bottom row. That's why I identify as. So. Oh, you identify <laughs> as being on the top row. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think for the last few weeks, you've pretty much been on the top row for quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, I appreciate you having me here tonight, man. You got rocking and rolling side chat out there. Yeah. A lot of great people out there and on the panel. And I just want to thank you so much, buddy, for having me. Always a blast. I love Friday nights, man. It's it's just a lot of fun. I enjoy it very much. And we're glad to have you. Yeah. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Well, we. We do have one more panelist here, we, and he might be less, but he is certainly not least. And uh, I don't know, I haven't introduced him in a while, so I believe he gets something about He's from a state that's uh, only got four letters in it. It takes two people to spell it, so let me throw out an OH to Chris from the 740. And I'm from the UNIO. <laughs> Thanks for the invite, Gary. I'm uh... We're going to have fun tonight, man. I was looking forward to this. Well, I hope we have fun out there. Let's see. We got Woods out there saying, I was cleaning guns with the Aegis cleaning kit I won from Gary. Thanks, Gary. You're welcome. All right. So 25 people out there in the chat so far. Has anybody seen the gun snob? Because he seems to be lost. No. Sometimes Hmm. he just shows up for the giveaways. That's it. He's not like Clover, where all you got to do is mention a certain caliber, which will go unmentioned. Uh, Jacob, I'll mention is, I'll mention a certain caliber in a certain gun that he can't hit anything with, which would be a ten seventy six <laughs> in ten millimeter. That's true. Jacob S. Also, Ozzy Orsborne is barking at the moon out there. Uh, Wood says, I also used the knife I won from Hillbilly to break down boxes. Best shows. All right. Looky there. Yeah. Well, that's we great, did some buddy. good in this world. All right. Okay. So I guess I probably ought to take the banner off the screen that I used prior to the show that doesn't normally run on here. <laughs> it's not the foul territory pre-chat. We're actually live now. <laughs> Which means we have a hashtag for the giveaway at the top of the hour. That, of course, is pound sign FT239er. So, hashtag oh, FT239. Pardon? Those giveaway, these giveaways are always awesome, guys. So you're going to make sure you grab that. Yeah, watch it. Watch it be sucky this time. Then you're gonna feel bad, aren't you? For <laughs> not, Gizzard's only giving away two zipper pulls. After I said that, <laughs> you're lucky if you get more than a single solitary zipper pull. Out hey, of they ain't giving them things. <laughs> well, yes, they actually are giving them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure pull. they give those away. I'm pretty sure they did too. Uh, Defense Dad is out there seeing gun people, or at least he claims. 
Hey. All right. So, looks like I see people have already flipped over to Twitch to start entering hashtags, so. <laughs> cheaters. <laughs> it's not cheating. <clears throat> well, I'll tell Twitch that last week YouTube won, so no need to do that. Yeah, Twitch hasn't won in a while, so it may be a. It's usually some tool over in Facebook that wins it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't. Haven't seen too many. Okay. So I suppose. I just just entered five times on YouTube that way. I always got a, you know, good chance. Now, if I start seeing the alt show up, like, you know, American Hillbilly or something like that, or one of your 15 (laughs) other personas that you have out there. I suppose Chris has a Chris from the 739 and Chris from the 741 out there. <laughs> I, I actually don't. <laughs> I'm stuck with this one entry. That's it. Well, I've seen your website. I've seen your 740 squad. There's at least three of them that end in from the 740 out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. If we get the family involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, We're not here tonight, so. Dwayne7834 is out there, as is Jin Yada. They passed more gun control. Fluffy says they passed more gun control here in Michigan late Wednesday night, and more coming this week. Ah, man. And Defense Dad says, I never win anymore, so I don't know why I bother. <laughs> He's using the wrong hashtag. That's why. Look at all the Facebook people come in, including one of my panelists. What? What? That son of a bitch. Which one of these (laughs) son of a bitches said that? There's one dude on Facebook. You need to just go ahead and beat right now. (laughs) (laughs) Cheaters. Let's see. Rick Waters is out there. Okay, so let me see if we have any news that we can use. How about that? And I didn't come prepared, so we're going to be winging it today. How about okay. that? But let's well, go to a place. Hmm? If anybody, if anybody's looking for a uh, a rifle build set in the God's Plaid, then Arrow Precision's monthly drop is that. So just saying people. I mean, that's not my thing, but I know a lot of people seem to like that. Oh, and I got somebody over on the Twitch side who is trying to offer to help me promote my channel. Go ahead and like give them your bank account there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, all that. they need is like the last four of your social and... yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Gary, did I just hear you say you're going to try to wing this? Who else could wing this other than Gizzard Gary? Oh, hey, that's that's very clever. That's very clever. <laughs> uh, we do have a question out there in the audience. It says, all right, question. This is from Defense Dead. No, other not. than ease of assembly, is there any real benefit to upgrading to a full-size guide rod on a 1911? Easy yeah, assembly is not enough. <laughs> Easy of taking apart. 
Yeah, ease of ease of disassembly, ease of assembly. You got a little extra weight mm-hmm. in the front end of the gun. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's really all there is to it. But that ease of disassembly and reassembly is worth it in and of itself. Should be. Uh, gun websites is out there in the audience. Uh, let's see. Weston says that arrow set this month is awesome. And Geniata says... I told you I heard, somebody would like that God's plan. You betcha. Geniata says, I heard somewhere that if anyone tries to take your rights, you're supposed to give them the bird. That is absolutely right. correct. I have heard that. Um, Let's see. Weston says, main thing is you can always say you have an upgraded guide rod. Well, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. It sounds really cool if you're yep. doing a video. I upgraded the guide rod. Yeah, you're already a rebel. Me, John Smith. <laughs> Gone Smith. Oh. Somebody is texting me Gorn, and it's not Obi. Uh-oh. I thought the only time you got the upgraded guide rod is when you're out on the boat deep sea fishing. So Defense Dad said, this is the first one I've had that didn't come with a full-length guide rod, is why I asked. Is he talking about his Gerson he just got, I assume? That'd be my guess. I've been I've been really wanting to get one of the Gersons, but... They're nice. I've handled well, them before. Length is not everything. <laughs> you keep, you keep telling yourself that. Uh-huh. Man. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know, but you just keep telling yourself that. Or so I'm told. <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. So, oh, I now got a pop up ad. We're going to share a screen. Because that's oh, what God. we do here. How about that? No, do we have if to? I can figure out how. I don't want to share mine. Well, I'm not going to share yours. Oh, I'm going to okay. share mine. Let's go to a place we spend a lot of time on when we're looking for stories. And that is, of course, BearingArms.com. And no, I have no connection whatsoever with Bearing Arms. Just a good place to go find Second Amendment content. Bearing Arms, if you're out there, I'm willing to talk about a deal. You could be a sponsor. But you we probably could. have one of those Leathermans on the screen, though. Oh, I'm sure. Well, those ads usually pop up because I've been looking at Leathermans. So. <laughs> How about this very Gary first likes one? likes his men in leather. That's right. Leather man. Uh, this article from Cam Edwards today says Seventh Circuit overturns injunction against Illinois assault weapons ban says AR-15s aren't protected arms. <clears throat> How about that? No kidding. Um, they are 100% of protected arms. They're in common use and they're arms. So, I mean, they're protected in two rights. I wouldn't well, expect. You know, people with law degrees to know that. According to Cam Edwards, on the face of it, Friday's decision by the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals to overturn an injunction against enforcement of Illinois recently enacted ban on assault weapons 
and large capacity magazines doesn't change circumstances on the ground. The three-judge panel that issued today's decision had previously stayed U.S. District Judge Stephen McGlynn's injunction, while the state appealed so the law has been in effect throughout litigation. Still, the 2-1 decision does matter, both because it provides an opportunity for some or all of the plaintiffs to appeal on an emergency basis to the Supreme Court, and because it will undoubtedly be cited by other anti-gun judges around the country, including those on the Ninth Circuit panel, hearing the appeal of Judge Roger Benitez's decision striking down California's ban on assault weapons. Now... I won't have a chance to do a deep dive into the opinion until this weekend, but one thing immediately stuck out to me as I was giving a quick look over. The three-judge panel concluded that AR-15s, and presumably semi-automatic rifles in general, are not protected to the second or not protected by the Second Amendment because they're too close to machine guns. And then in this quote, it says, Coming directly to the question whether the weapons of feeding devices covered by the challenge legislation enjoy Second Amendment protection, at the first step of the Bruin analysis, we conclude the answer is no. We come to this conclusion because these assault weapons and high-capacity magazines are much more like machine guns and military-grade weaponry than they are like the many different types of firearms that are used for individual self-defense, or so the legislature was entitled to conclude. What the hell? Indeed, the AR-15 is almost the same gun as the M-16 machine gun. The only meaningful distinction, as we've already noted, is that the AR-15 has only semi-automatic capability unless the user takes advantage of some simple modifications that essentially make it fully automatic. Well, see, here's, here's, here's <laughs> the thing that they, they don't realize is that machine guns are also arms and are also protected under the Second Amendment, regardless of what these people may think. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, especially if you look at the test that was... Uh, constructed by the Supreme Court in Miller US v. Miller way back in the 1930s when they specifically stated that the reason why they upheld the NFA's ban on short-barrel shotguns is because they weren't used by the military. That it, the people of the country are expressly under the Second Amendment, according to Miller, have the right to whatever firearms the military has. So, even if you applied by their rule, by their reasoning, what the test and Miller would apply, they're still wrong. So, reloading from the hot pot, stop by to say hi. Got to hit the pillow for work in the morning. Well, um, I didn't hit it. I've actually put my head on it. And... It's much more effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. You're going to hit it, it's going to get you all worked up, and then it's just going to take you longer to get to sleep. So, if the distinction between semi-automatic and select fire is enough to render modding sporting rifles outside the scope of the Second Amendment, according to the Seventh Circuit, then what does that mean for semi-automatic handguns? Are they too close to machine guns to be protected as well? Note this passage from the majority opinion. 
the similarity between the AR-15 and the M-16 only increases when we take into account how easy it is to modify the AR-15 by adding a bump stock, as the shooter in the 2017 Las Vegas event had done, or auto-sear to it, thereby making it, in essence, a fully automatic weapon. You can illegally attach an auto-sear or a switch to many semi-automatic handguns as well. Is the Seventh Circuit suggesting that the most popular make of handguns, undoubtedly in common use for lawful purposes, is also beyond the Second Amendment's protection? It sure sounds like it to me, though the panel didn't have to address that issue since the state hasn't attempted to ban the majority of semi-automatic pistols, only a subset it deems to be assault weapons. This is actually something that gun control activists have been arguing for a couple of years now, both in civil litigation and in lobbying the Biden administration to reclassify many semi-automatic firearms as machine guns under the National Firearms Act. If the Seventh Circuit's twisted logic is adopted or allowed to stand by the Supreme Court, not only would the most popular style of rifle be implicated, but the vast majority of handguns that are in the hands of lawful gun owners across the country as well. The 2-1 decision is bad enough but the long-term implications will be even worse unless and until SCOTUS makes it clear that the Seventh Circuit got it wrong. It it gets even crazier in Illinois. Did you see Blitz's comment out there on the YouTube side? I did not see this one. Or this one. The first, both of them together first, the top one, then the second one you get. Today at ISP's second public hearing, Todd Vandermeid presented a photo of the original Kenobi lightsaber. It was put together with a few firearms parts. Todd stated that he did indeed own these parts and asked if he would be required to register his lightsaber as a law-abiding Star Wars fan. Their answer, yes. Good lord. I got out of Illinois just in time. That's all I got to say. I just hope the Illinois virus don't spread. Oh, it does. Unfortunately. Because, unfortunately... the California virus spreads and the New York virus spreads. And they all get sick of... Well, look at Bezos is moving moving out of Washington. I didn't read the article. I just saw he was moving out to a more tax friendly place. (laughs) You know? These these people made this, made these hell holes, and then they get out of these hell holes and take their hell hole politics with them and create new hell holes. Geniata uh, says, every time I hear someone talk about how civilians shouldn't have military grade weapons, I think to myself, wait until they hear about the CMP. Yeah. Those are hunting rifles. Those aren't, yeah, those aren't right. military rifles. Well, Blitz says you're exactly right. So Duffer says, so a 1022 is close to a fully auto 22. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Same thing as. Basically. It's basically a 1022 machine gun. Yep. Especially if you put it in one of those dangerous bullpup stocks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, on a good note, I they guess. They call it a bullpup because it kicks like a mule. Uh-huh. It bodes well for the sale of revolvers in the state of Illinois. <laughs> well, no, no, because the, back in World War One, the British were still using revolvers. Therefore, they're a military arm and public can't have them either. 
but can't you take a revolver? Everybody and fan was using hammer, revolvers. You know, and do this. You know, Jerry Mickley gets one of them things. It's a semi-auto revolver. Uh, World War One, no, very much. Everybody except for the British switched over to semi-autos. The U.S. was using in 1911. The Germans had the Luger. The British were the only ones still using a revolver. They were using the Webley. Uh, craziness, I tell you. All right. Let's see. Anybody want to pick one of these bottom four stories? Which one do you want to hear next? Want to hear the Ohio story? Oh, God, no. I don't want to hear anything about anything coming out of Ohio. <laughs> well, it's a good thing Chris is muted, then. <laughs> Chris gets to vote, too. Let's, Let's go to Ohio. The Ohio story. Let's go to Ohio. Oh God! Of course, of course, you want <laughs> the Ohio story. Guess what <laughs> happened to violent crime rates after Ohio adopted permitless carry? Did they skyrocket? Was Ohio there blood in the turned, blood in the streets? Wild West. Yeah, it was Probably. a wild, wild west. Yeah, it's, wild, it's wild west city in Abilene all over again. Last June, Ohio became the twenty-third state in the nation to adopt a permitless carry law allowing legal gun owners to both keep and bear arms without having to first obtain a government permission slip. At the time, gun control activists and anti-gun politicians decried the move and declared it would make the state a more dangerous place. State Rep. Allison Russo even claimed that Republicans have made it crystal clear that they value the approval of the gun lobby more than the lives of Ohioans and the police officers who protect our communities every day. With the FBI's crime statistics for 2022 now publicly available, was Russo right? Did Ohio become a more dangerous place because of permitless carry? Were Republicans really casting their votes because they had no care or concern about the safety of their constituents or those tasked with enforcing the laws they approved at the state capitol? Nope. To all of the above. And quoting here, overall, violent crimes were down in Ohio and the U.S. in 2022, with Ohio seeing a 7.5% decrease from 2021 and the U.S. reporting a 1.63% decrease. Last year, Ohio and the U.S. both also saw a drop in homicides after increases in 2021 and 2020. Ohio had 6.1 homicides per 100,000 people last year compared to 7.5 and 7 in 2021 and 2020, respectively, according to data from the FBI. Nationally, there were 6.5 homicides per 100,000 in 2020 and 6.8 in 2021 compared to 6.3 in 2022. Yeah, but there were 0.65 per 10,000 people. So that's true. I mean, yeah, there was another crime that decreased in 2022 as well. I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware, but arson decreased as well. I don't know what the connection there could possibly be. So not only did violent crime and homicide rates both decline last year, the drop in violent crime in Ohio far outpaced the national average. The doom and gloom predictions of the anti-gunners were flat out wrong, and Ohio is a safer state today than it was when Governor Mike DeWine signed SB 215 into law. We still have a couple of months left in the first full calendar year since permitless carry took effect, and statewide crime stats for 2023 
won't be released for several months after that. But a look at crime analyst Jeff Asher's year-to-date murder comparison dashboard shows continued declines in homicide rate in many Ohio cities. Akron, for instance, has seen its murder rate decline by almost 40% through September the 30th. Homicides in Cincinnati are down 13% compared to last year, and murders have dropped by 30% in Toledo. In Cleveland and Columbus, it's a different story. Murders have increased by almost 14% in Cleveland, while the state's capital has seen a 9.6% jump in homicides this year. Anti-gun politicians in those cities have been quick to blame Republican lawmakers and the gun lobby, quote-unquote, for the rise in crime, but the truth is that it's those cities that are the outlier at the moment, not just in Ohio, but across the country. The vast majority of individuals who are responsible for the state's homicides, armed robberies, aggravated assaults, carjackings, home invasions, and other violent offenses were already carrying without a permit long before Ohio's permitless carry law took effect. They don't care about a misdemeanor gun law prohibiting them from carrying without a license any more than they're concerned with committing a violent felony. Anti-gunners were absolutely convinced a permitless carry was going to make Ohio a more dangerous place, but once again we see that more guns doesn't equate to more crimes. It is possible to protect the Second Amendment rights of responsible citizens while cracking down on violent criminals. And the more guns, more crime myth has been dealt another blow. Now, I always appreciate all those who support the channel, but I also know that money is tight lately. However, did you know that you can support the channel without it costing you one red cent? That's right. All you have to do is use my Amazon store link when you shop at Amazon. So just go to Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash gizzardgearing without any spaces when you do your Amazon shopping. And when you shop using that link, no matter what you buy during that session, the channel will receive a small commission from your purchases. As always, thank you for your support. About that, Chris. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty good thing, and we never have to worry about anybody bringing their bullshit politics here either, because no one wants to live in this shithole. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. Any other comments out there about Ohio? We've. We've pretty much buried Illinois again. Not that they were above ground level in the first place, but. All right. One good thing you can say about Ohio is their rivers aren't burning anymore. You're sure about that? We win. (laughs) All right. So let's go back. And then we have, let's see, we've got violating the First Amendment to silence Second Amendment supporters. We have in pressing for rural gun control support, writer misfires. Let's do that one. I want to. Yeah, I want to hear. Kind of me. I want to. I want to hear about the rural gun control mm-hmm. support. Okay, this is by I, Tom. You know, Knight. you may not know this, but I live kind of rural. Mm-hmm. Rural. And and I hear all kinds of gun support going off around 
around me all the time. Oh, yeah. That's all I talk about around here is gun control support. Mm-hmm. just want to say hi to Mario Mosin out there. And let's all say hi. Nope, not doing that. <laughs> Guess I'll do it by myself. Thank you very much. Anyway, gun control is all the rage once again, as it normally is after a mass shooting. What happened in Lewiston was tragic in the extreme. It was all the more jarring because Maine isn't exactly a hotbed of so-called gun violence. Well, that's true. Because of the rural nature of the state, it tends to be pretty pro-gun, even as it otherwise sides with Democratic Party politics just about everywhere else. But some are using Lewiston to try and press for rural communities to support gun What? No yeah. way. No, no way. Yeah. They're, no, using, they're using a tragedy to try to push gun control? No. Who would do, who would do that? Never, when have they ever done that before? Come on. <laughs> really? Uh, quoting here, one can understand why elected officials in rural areas, even in generally liberal states, would put forth the argument that guns really aren't a problem. Maine, after all, is a low-crime place. Its murder rate is fourth lowest in the nation, despite a strong gun culture. Many Mainers rely on firearms to hunt for dinner. Vermont, another New England state with little gun violence and lax gun laws, has the second lowest murder rate in the country. And what's true in northern New England is true throughout much of rural America. What fuels the impression that homicides are high in these areas is that the official statistics for gun deaths include suicides, which account for just over half of the deaths by firearms. Wyoming had one of the lowest homicide rates in America, but the highest gun suicide rate in 2021, according to the latest numbers. Suicides are actually about two-thirds of firearms deaths. In opposing sensible gun laws, the National Rifle Association summons visions of peaceful gun-owning communities centered on hunting. Of course, the killing machine used in Lewiston was designed not for hunting deer, but for mowing down large numbers of humans in seconds. Oh, what a visual you guys just put out there. Uh, mistake so basically one. It's the John Deere of firearms. Is that what they're saying? Mistake one is that the author somehow thinks the NRA and people in rural communities see their Second Amendment rights as centered on hunting. Sure, hunting and the Second Amendment are tied together, as we noted earlier this week, but it's not the focus. Of course, that same post disputes some of the author's implication regarding how the AR pattern rifle used by the Lewiston killer isn't a hunting weapon. What's funny is that in trying to argue that rural communities need gun control, she touches on where gun deaths in those communities come from. They're mostly suicides. Yet suicide isn't solved by gun control. At best, you simply reduce suicide with the firearms and shift them to some other method of taking one's life. Suicide isn't a gun control issue, but a mental health issue, and I'm more than willing to work with people to reduce those, but not at the expense of our rights, especially when that's not actually going to solve the problem. The author, in trying to sell gun control to rural folks, is really just regurgitating the same talking points that people in rural communities have already heard and rejected numerous times. She offers nothing new but instead almost seems to be condescending in her belief that rural folks should support policies that clearly don't, as if they're too stupid to understand the issue. Oh no, they understand it. 
They just understand that people like the author would see them disarmed, regardless of the fact that their needs are what they are. When the only deputy on duty is on the other side of the county the moment you need them, dialing 911 isn't exactly a way to save the day. Are you telling me that a liberal elite was condescending? Yeah. No way. Uh, It's hard to believe, really. No way. They're usually the most polite people. And and Woods has it exactly right out here. <laughs> and this is add this too that it's liberal policies that allowed this guy to be out on the street because it's the liberals that got rid of mandatory incarceration in mental facilities, which this guy should have been in one in New York State, but because of liberal policies he wasn't, which is why he was able to go to Maine and kill the people that he killed. How about that? Yeah, this is, you know, another one. He was known. He was known. How many times do we have to hear he was known? Yeah, they had him in custody in New York, and they had to let him go. Seems like that's happened before, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Time or two. Time or two. Yeah. Let's not keep him. Let's not keep him. That's not fair. It's not fair to keep him. No. No. Let's let him no. loose. This guy was, he was hearing voices. He'd plant. He, he had, um, he said he had a plan to go shoot up the, the base. I mean, yep. this was, his, his family was trying to get somebody involved because they were worried about him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the guns. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely the guns. Uh, X Adam One is out there. Travis T says, "If it's the guns, how does anyone get out of a gun show alive?" That's what it's worries the, me. I'm going to the guns. Tulsa next week. Yeah, it's all the guns. That's how they get out alive. I'm going to be in a big building with lots of guns a week from today. Yeah, but there's a good chance somebody in that show is going to pop one off. <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> yeah, but usually it was. But the, you know, I, the, when you guys were at Wanamaker, the last thing that happened wasn't it the security that was responsible for the gun going off. Oh, that has happened also. <laughs> Pony Forty Seven is out there. Hey, Gizzard Gary, I got your package. You rock. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Glad you got it. All right. Well, that one was fun. Let's see. Let's see. Now we've got why the 3D printer marks the end of gun control and violating the First Amendment to silence Second Amendment supporters. Which one do you guys uh, want to hear next? Let's go with that one. Which one? This one? Okay. No, that not that one. You have no, to do the other the, one? No, this was definitely the one I wanted you to do. Oh, okay. Hey, we got tape this on this. Kid. Ooh. Ooh. That, that's actually not a bad idea for all children. That's true. That's not exactly. Well, you can't the views and opinions expressed by obnoxious one are the views and opinions of obnoxious one only and should not be taken as whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm no, out of practice no, no, on this. No, so. no, but that's, that's not just your list. Trust me. Parents of teenagers would probably agree with you. Oh, okay. Then, ladies and gentlemen, the views and opinions expressed by the Noxious One are the views and opinions of the Noxious One and parents of teenagers. It do not reflect the views and opinions of Gizzard Gary or anybody else here on the panel, unless they are parents of teenagers, in which case they do reflect those views. 
Oh, I was I a parent of teenagers yeah. once. Yeah, so was I. So me and Gary would agree with you probably too. Oh, God. Do I have to do this again? I'm done. No, I'm done. I'm done. I've done, I've done my disclaimer. X Adam One says, I forgot about Wanamaker. Maybe I'll go. Who all is going? I will be there. Um, who all on the show? I ain't got another 16 hour drive in me right now. So I'm not. I'm well, not you can fly. There. Yeah, okay. We've, we, we've told any, you we'd pick you up at the airport. Yeah, I don't have an, a full day of flying in me either. Because that's what it takes. That's why I drive 16 hours. Because it just, takes just as long to get through the whole airport shenanigans. Uh, Clover will be there. Airport. Ghost will be there. I, uh, probably Snob. Uh, oh, there's Kobe, another reason I'm not going. And Don't you're doing it wrong, snob. man. You just just go to the county airport and hijack somebody's Cessna. <laughs> just, should I just buy a ticket as Dan Cooper? Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of inappropriate, Defense Dad says that's not the proper tape to shut someone up. It would come off way too easy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, let's get off that Gorilla tape real quick. Uh, Woods out there says I literally just opened the box of last week's stuff. Nice Gerber man purse for my guy cards, stickers, patches. Thanks again, Gary. You're welcome. All right, so gun control activists and anti-gun politicians aren't just going after the right to keep and bear arms. Increasingly, they're going after the First Amendment rights of Second Amendment supporters. There have been a couple of recent examples of this despicable assault on the freedom of speech in California, where federal judges have struck down laws prohibiting the advertising of any firearm-related product in a manner that is designed, intended, or reasonably appears to be attractive to minors, and a ban on gun shows on state property that was found to have violated the First Amendment rights of both gun owners and vendors. But the attacks on gun owners' speech aren't limited to the anti-2A extremist in Sacramento. As J.D. How the hell you pronounce that? Tuxil? Documents at Reason, local officials in Flagstaff, Arizona, are trying to silence a local gun shop owner by blocking his ads at the local airport. And quoting here, Flagstaff recently banned Navy veteran Rob Wilson from advertising for his indoor gun range at the local airport. An illegal violation of the freedom of speech, notes Arizona's Goldwater Institute, which is representing Wilson. Rob's silent 10-second spot promoting Timberline firearms and training has appeared thousands of times on a loop with no complaints since he started running it alongside other local businesses' ads over the Flagstaff Pulliam Airport baggage carousel in 2019. This year, Wilson reached out to Pulliam, as he has in the past, to run his ad during the busy summer season when tourists fly into the mountain town to enjoy its views and access to outdoor recreation. For the first time, though, officials rejected the ad, telling Wilson that its representation of shooting sports violated the city's ban on displaying violence or antisocial behavior. Really? And its new advertising policy against depicting guns. Good Lord. I, I just want to know why the guy had an indoor gun range at the airport. Okay. There's nothing uh, inherent. No, I'm not going to make that comment. Never mind. 
There's nothing inherently violent about putting holes in paper targets and certainly nothing antisocial about a visit to a gun range. So city officials appear to be relying on that new policy banning any depiction of firearms and ammunition. Uh, Texiel points out, however, that the policy is so new it's not actually policy yet. The Flagstaff City Council proposed a ban back in September, but isn't scheduled to formally vote on a ban until later this month. If the city does move ahead with its attack on Wilson's First Amendment rights, the next step will likely involve the federal courts. And quoting here, by denying Mr. Wilson's request to advertise based on an unreasonable and pretextual application of the advertising policy, the city has violated Mr. Wilson's constitutional rights to freedom of speech and due process of law. John Thorpe, staff attorney for the Goldwater Institute Scharf Norton Center for Constitutional litigation informed Flagstaff officials in an October 24 letter. Moreover, the new policy currently under consideration is unconstitutional, both as applied to Mr. Wilson, as it expressly targets his expression, and on its face, as it bans broad, poorly defined categories of speech and discriminates based on content and viewpoint. Okay, the article goes on to say that I'm kind of surprised that the city council hasn't just proposed a ban on gun shops and ranges inside the city limits, rather than trying to stop them from advertising. Both measures would be equally unconstitutional, so if they're going to infringe on Wilson's First Amendment rights, they might as well go all out and try to block him and his customers from exercising their Second Amendment rights while they're at it. In for a penny, in for a pound, right? It's great that the Goldwater Institute is on this case, and Thorpe's letter to the city council will hopefully persuade a majority of its members not to trample all over Wilson's constitutional rights. But the actions that the council has already taken speak volumes about the anti-Second Amendment animosity so prevalent on the left, as well as the contempt they have for our First Amendment freedoms as well. Even if Wilson prevails in Flagstaff, this won't be the last attempt by anti-gunners to silence pro-Second Amendment voices. Gee, where else does that happen? If they can't make us go away... Oh, hush. What in the hell is my you... alarm going on? What are you doing? It must be my alarm for the giveaway. I don't know. If they can't make us go away, they'll try to shut us up instead, and it's more important than ever that we stand up and speak out against these civil rights abuses. Yeah, us people that uh, put out 2A content on the social media know all about having our First Amendment rights restricted also, don't we? Oh, that's, you know, the the public square has no obligation to honor your First Amendment rights. Don't you know that? They're they're private companies. They're not, they're not, you know, this age's public square. They're private companies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Makes all the difference in the world. Ron Wayne's out there. And they're, and they're certainly, they're certainly not in cahoots with the government to suppress your no Second Amendment. No, not at all. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA is out there. Alex Parlin. Is in there as people are starting to get their hashtags out there. Guns and Barbecue is out there. Give me one second. Time's up. Sorry about that. I had to clear my throat. 
Okay, so... I want to remind everybody that today is Friday, as you know, and that means it is Free Patch Friday at GearWebsites.com. Now, you you know about Gear Websites. They are, of course, your source for every second matters. Gun Channel's gear, ammo ID, and more. They have patches, stickers, and other items. And every Friday is Free Patch Friday, so you should buy stuff at GearWebsites.com. But don't take my word for it. Let's hear from Gun Websites himself. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. I believe we've got one more story to look at here. Why the 3D printer marks the end of gun control. That's an interesting looking thing. You need one of those, Snob. Mm-hmm. The new lightweight Altor. Yeah, you can fire, <laughs> fire three rounds and then the gun breaks. Just like a real Altor. Uh, technology continues to march forward just like it always has. One of the most interesting bits of technology to gain prevalence in the last few years is the 3D printer. With a device that sits on your desktop, you can make all sorts of things. If you can model it, you can build it. Suddenly, prototyping something is a lot easier than it used to be. And I'm unsurprised that people figured out how to make firearms completely via the 3D printer. What's really great about this is that it really does mark the death of gun control. Lots more people are starting to understand that. And quoting here, untraceable DIY firearms are getting deadlier and easier to build in back rooms across the world and could be impossible to stop, gun experts have warned. It comes as the creator of the world's most oh, popular how terrible. 3D, I'm sorry. Most popular 3D printed gun, the FGC-9, was unmasked as incel Jacob Daigu, a former member of the German military. Daigu was previously only known as J. Stark 1809, but now has now been pictured and named for the first time in a bombshell new report by the International Center for the Study of Radicalization. The report describes him as an incel with extremist views, having been linked to more than 700 anonymous posts in online forums. Staying anonymous in a distinctive black mask and sunglasses until his death in 2021, Daigu built a chilling network of 3D printed gun enthusiasts to create designs and share blueprints online. And his FGC-9, which stands for F-Gun Control 9mm, has been seen in the hands of gun enthusiasts, organized criminals, paramilitaries, insurgents, and terrorists across the world. Cody Wilson, a gun rights activist who designs and publishes 3D guns, claims the flow and production of 3D guns will be impossible to stop. And it will be. Oh, people are trying. The UK wants to criminalize possessing the files. New York State wants to require background checks on 3D printers. This is all an effort to try and make it so they can stop the spread of these ghost guns. However, that's a lost cause. Just like guns, 3D printers can be built DIY style. You can bypass background check requirements entirely. 
computer files can be easily transferred via encrypted connections or just handed off on a USB drive. You're not going to stop the proliferation of these guns, which means you're never going to keep people disarmed. And I hate to break it to these folks, but that's a good thing. An armed public is one that can hold the government accountable, even if that government doesn't really want any such thing. Totalitarianism can only happen when the people lack the means to resist. Europe has restricted rights aplenty over the years, gun rights being just one example. Free speech is little more than an abstract concept throughout the continent, with only some speech being tolerated while other speech is criminalized. At some point, though, the governments will overstep their bounds. 3D printers allow ordinary people to take up arms and resist such a government. But criminals are getting them. Yes, they are, but it's bold of anyone to assume that criminals wouldn't find some other way to get firearms without 3D printers. The truth is that any hope of gun control working is dead. It's time to bury it forever. What do you think of that, guys? If you want to try and defend yourself with a 3D printed gun, more power to you. Personally, I'm going to stick with the real ones. I don't think criminals are going out and getting themselves a 3D printer so they can 3D print a gun. I mean, it's just me. And, yeah, you can totally tell. Abigail says that was a that was a hit piece they wrote about him. You can absolutely tell that just by the fact they called him an incel. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the the people writing the article called called the guy an incel. That I mean, uh-huh. you basically. I think that was the quote that they were. Yeah, yeah well, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was referring to. Okay. I don't think she meant that bearing arms writing a hit piece. That well, you never know anymore. Well, could be too, but. You know, when your journalist describes somebody as an incel, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of telling. Oh about yeah, that that journalism. That's a clear sign of bias, right there. Yeah, I mean, they might have. I'm surprised they didn't call him an incel basement dweller. Uh, they pretty much did. Pretty much. They called him oh. a, an incel extremist. They might as well say he lived oh, in the basement. Yeah. An extremist, yes. Are we talking about Night Strike again, or what? So I am going to declare this segment over, and we are going to proceed with What Did You Learn? And in this segment, we go through all the panelists, we ask them what they learned, and then we give them a minute or so to promote their channel. So we're going to start with my co-host, Obnoxious One. Sir, what did you learn this evening? I learned that as much as Snob will come in and be upset that he didn't get a chance to do his spiel, he will still screw it up. That's because I, you guys screwed me over, so it had me all you were, so, you were so mad, yes, yes, I'm <laughs> sure that's exactly how it happened. I learned that Chris is a big old baby, going to bed early. I learned that have- Gizzard's doing cool Mac stuff with his with his Mac, and I hope mm-hmm. his screen freezes on him the next time he does it. Snob, you could do this too if you're on your Mac. I'm on my Mac, but I don't know how to do it. All you got to do, there's certain. If you hold two thumbs up, you get fireworks. Well, I don't have a. Oh no! If you you do two devil horns, you get lasers. Oh, we told you not to tell him about this. (laughs) Yes. 
two thumbs down will get you rain and a thunderstorm. Apparently, my camera is not. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. You do have to have a camera working. How about? I'm guessing my camera's unplugged because it's saying it's not connected. Balloons. Yeah, wires earlier. What do you get with two piece signs? Oh yeah, confetti. Richard Nixon. (laughs) Do you get a bird? No, you don't get a bird. You don't get a bird. No bird. Obi, you got anything coming up? No stuff and things. Stuff and things. I got. I got one that I released for channel members. And I got a bunch of stuff I need to film now that I'm no longer sitting Overwatch. <laughs> I understand. All right. Well, I'm glad your national nightmare is finally over. And glad to have you back. All right. Defense Dad said Gary's throwing gang signs over there. Rodney Peters says, I heard that Rodney has a nice dong. Yeah, I heard that too. All right. Uh, going on to Rich. <laughs> Rich, what did you learn? Well, similar to Obnoxious, I learned that I've been away for about a month or so, and Snob still hasn't learned how to read a script properly. Well, see, that's the problem. I don't have a script. Well, whose fault's that? My my writer, apparently. No, that would be you. You write your own lines. Oh, he's on strike. My writer's on strike. He didn't come back when the rest of the writers came back. He stayed on strike. That's because you got him where he had his leg cut off, man. I wouldn't write for you either. Chrissy, I'm sorry they're talking about you like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the wrong camera. I can't even show you. Misha That's says, is there a turkey oh, coming up? Because I heard stuffing things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich, what you got coming up? Are you finally going to do the show again? I'm probably going to wait till next weekend to get to doing my shows again. Just to give it one more week. You got to take baby steps. Foul territory is kind of like intro. Well, I don't have to actually run the show. I can just disrupt it. There's a big difference. Okay. Well, you got competition <laughs> if you're trying to disrupt my show. All right. So no live shows for Rich this week, but look to next week. And that'll be good because I'll be out of town next weekend. So. Yeah. And if, if I get a link from Hillbilly, I might do his show tomorrow. So what's that? <laughs> Oh, you'll have to speak to Hillbilly. Thanks for being here, Rich, and let's speak to Hillbilly right now. Sir, what did you learn? Hey, I learned that, uh, see, I believe we learned that AR is the same as fully automatics. So That's true. That's very close. I mean, they just got to get rid of them. They look scary, everything. Yeah. We'll just have to print one. All right. <laughs> I'll bet I know what you got coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, we got Guns, Beer, and Therapy. 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. And so, anybody wants to swing by, uh, we try to have a good time over there the best we can. And I just got videos uh, coming out. And just about, you know, Every few days at least. So, anyway, I appreciate you having me on here, Gary. Well, I appreciate you being here as always. All right. Last but not least, the gun snob. What did you learn? I was light. I didn't learn anything. 
Okay. Well, what have you got coming up? You doing a live stream, maybe? No, but I got a ton of videos I got to get out because I'm way behind. So that's all I'm doing tomorrow is recording videos. So, I'll probably right. write six up this week. Most of them just for my channel members. I mean, nobody's scheduled out, but I'll put them all up for my channel members. At least six. Mystic Guns is out there, by the way. How about there. that? <laughs> all righty, folks. Let's get out of here so G-Webs can start the weekly 2A wrap-up. So, anyway, I would like to take this time to thank everybody out there for watching. Whether you watched on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, we appreciate you out there. Also, those who are listening in. That's what we appreciate about you. That's right. Those listening in on the audio podcast later. We appreciate you also. Thanks to everybody who uh, is out there in the chat for those uh, contributing via text or sending in Gorn. Um, can we wow. pause for a second? Ozzy has a special request, and I just want to say, then boys from Oklahoma rolled their joints all wrong. Too damn skinny and way too long. I ain't a holy roller, so I just use a bone. You're welcome, Ozzy. Be here all week. Yep. Alrighty. So, I'd like to also throw out a thanks out there to my YouTube channel members for their contribution to the show. I certainly do appreciate it. So, don't forget, Gun Websites channel, weekly 2A wrap-up, right after this show. And I want to remind everybody that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, give them the bird. You just have to imagine a bird tonight. Anyway, this is Gizzard Gary. On behalf of my panel, you got about 10 seconds to throw out your last-minute shout-outs, and I'm going to roll the credits. You're always Snob 17 for- in your hometown. Snob forgot how to do live streams. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Foul Territory is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Friday at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and released as an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, and Podchaser. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com.